Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to day three of the Spiritual Millionaires series where I am dropping nine wealth wisdom gems so that you can learn from my experiences instead of having to start from the beginning because that's really the power of mentorship is that you are able to tap into a source of wisdom and experience so that you can collapse time and accelerate results, inshallah. Today's wealth wisdom is something that I think a lot of people, a lot of business owners don't understand. And it's going to apply to business a lot, but you can really apply apply the principle principles of what I'm sharing in day three to any area of your life. So I trust you to be creative and look at that. And if you're joining me live here, please make salam in the chat box. Let me know where you're joining from. I love to know. I love to know where you guys are joining from and and to say hello to you. For day three, I want to talk about how business is a spiritual practice. Business is really a spiritual experience. In the line of work that I do, I learned this lesson very quickly. And as soon as I did, it really changed everything. And I'm going to go into what I mean about business being a spiritual experience. And like I said, you can apply this to anything. Creating the marriage that you desire will be a spiritual experience. Becoming rich in a way that aligns with your integrity will be a spiritual experience. Now, when I say business is a spiritual experience, does that mean that everyone who is running a business does it as a spiritual experience? No. If you're running a business in a very colonized way with a colonized mindset, then it's actually the opposite. You have to bypass your spirituality. You have to ignore the callings of your heart. Sometimes you have to directly grow, go against your principles. From a very colonized perspective, Business is all about just getting it done. It's all about the bottom line. No matter who or what principles have to be sacrificed to get there. And for a lot of us, that's all we ever saw business as being. You've only ever seen everything that we know as professional or business strategies or success, traditional quote-unquote success, is based on a very, very colonized way of doing things. It's about hierarchy. It's about, it's primal. It's very ego-based. The nafs is ruling everything. It's about more, more, more at the expense of your health, at the expense of your integrity, at the expense of your principles, at the expense of your relationships, at the expense of your happiness, at the expense of your peace. That's the colonized way of doing business. And the thing is that so many of these messages are so subliminal. They're so integrated. You're getting it from every which way. You're listening to these business gurus and strategists who are all propagating a very colonized way of doing business. And then you re- you're like, oh my God, I, I, how, what do I do? Because you feel like you either can, quote unquote, chase after the success, quote unquote, chase after the money or live a peaceful life or have integrity. And it almost feels like they are these both these um, outcomes are mutually exclusive. I'm here to tell you that they are not. When you are doing business in a colonized way, and when I say colonized way, all of us have been affected by the thinking, 
by the systems of colonization. It lives on within us. It's a bigger topic, you know, the, the, that whole thing is a bigger topic than this live. I'm going to go, be going very, very deep into it in Boundaries Evolution, uh, Boundaries Evolution, the Reclamation. Those of you who are in there, inshallah, we start our live calls next year. It's going to radically revolutionize. I'm getting tongue-tied today. It's going to radically revolutionize the way that you do every area of your life, business, your marriage, because colonization shows up in every area of our lives. So when you, for a lot of us, that's all we know. But when you decolonize it and you find your own way of doing business that is aligned to your principles and that is aligned to your purpose and that is grounded in your principles, your integrity, your faith-based principles and service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then business becomes a spiritual experience. And what I mean by that is, in order to grow in your business, you will need to grow and evolve as a person. You will meet parts of yourself that you have shamed or rejected. If you have a problem with a client or a service provider or a colleague, your ego, your nafs is going to show up. Your ego responses. And by ego responses, I don't just mean like only arrogance. That's what we tend to think, right? But your ego responses of fawning people-pleasing, the fear of being seen, the fear of being ridiculed, the fear of being judged, the fear of being mocked, the fear of being misunderstood. If you are striving for big, unreasonable results in your business or any other area of your life, you are going to have a lot of people misunderstand you. You are going to have a lot of people not get it, not understand why you're doing it, doubt your capability to do it tell you that you're going to get it wrong, tell you that it's somehow going to corrupt you if you even try, tell you that there's no point, tell you that you can't do it, you're not capable. And that's going to bring up emotions in you. It's going to bring up stuff. When you have to set a boundary with a client, that's going to bring up stuff in you. It's going to bring up emotions. Here's the thing that no one tells you about business, whether you are experiencing failure and you are going to experience failure in your business or your marriage or any other area of your life, or whether you are experiencing the next level of success, both of those outcomes are going to challenge you equally. Both of those outcomes are going to bring up uncomfortable, overwhelming emotions within you. When I say that business is a spiritual experience, I mean that business is going to expand your capacity. You will face situations, challenges that will test you, that will bring up your ego stuff and that will test your nervous system capacity. For some of you, the fear of being seen, the fear of success is actually greater than the fear of failure. And that's where self-sabotage comes in. The minute you can see, oh my gosh, it's actually working. This could actually work. You go to another income level or something, something that you've been striving towards happens, you quickly go and self-sabotage to bring yourself back to a level of so-called normalcy, what your nervous system is used to, what your brain is used to, because your brain doesn't like change. Your nervous system does not like change. Your nervous system associates familiarity with good. It associates familiarity with safety. So when you go to the next level, even when that's success, 
your nervous system and your brain are going to freak out. They are going to tell you something has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just that you have never lived this version of your life before. You have never experienced this before. Your brain has no reference point. And then if we go a bit deeper on that, because why not? Let's go there. When I talk about a spiritual experience in business, not only that, but if you have your ancestors had experience where they were persecuted, rejected, ridiculed, even killed or threatened, forced being successful, forced striving for more, that will directly show up in your nervous system response. You will find that your conscious mind is saying, I want to strive. I want to get to that next level. But you'll procrastinate, you'll self-sabotage, you'll feel anxious, you'll feel overwhelmed if you hit another income level or another goal. Because generational trauma lives on. But here's the good news. You have also been programmed with generational gifts, generational resilience. Those goals, those aspirations that you have, some of them could be from the ego, sure. That's why we do the ego work. That's why I say business is a spiritual experience. In the 10 years of running Love Inspired, Alhamdulillah, I have really had to dig deep into my own ego. When you have a goal that's driven by your need to prove yourself, by your need to show yourself as better than, by your need to you know, prove your ego, let me tell you, it's a messy business. That is why the ego work is so incredibly important in business. It's not just about saying affirmations and telling yourself you're great and self-love. You have to dig deep. You have to have the tools if you want to have a soul-led, heart-led business that is profitable, that you can live your passion and purpose through. Then you have to actually connect to your heart first. How do you lead with your heart if you are not connected with your heart? How, how do you lead a business with your heart if your ego is driving all the decisions and it's either driving the decisions of super competitive and I have to prove myself and I have to over hustle and I have to show myself as better than everyone and I fear about everything. And even when I reach the next level, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose it. Or your ego is driving it from the perspective of like, who am I to shine? If I do succeed, other people are going to be jealous of me. How am I going to manage that? I'd rather just stay small. The fear of being seen, the fear of being too much. And then you call that humility and say, oh, but I need to place more because I can't do too much. That it's not spiritual. Like I can't be a good person and grow my income. I can't be a good person and be a millionaire. I can't be a spiritual and be a millionaire. That's how your ego shows up in other ways too. Because money, being a millionaire does not define whether you're spiritual or not. It's who you're becoming as you achieve that goal that does. It's who you're choosing to be. When you do business in the traditional colonized way, in what the traditional ways of what we see as professional, you're not leading with heart. Think of all the conglomerates and the corporations that you know. Are they leading with heart or are they leading, leading with ego? It's about more, more, more. It's about hustle, more at the expense of everything else. There is no heart. To lead a soul-led, heart-led business, you have to actually be connected to your heart. And when you are connected to your heart, you are connected to that intuition and inspiration. You are regulating your emotions. You recognize your ego stories. You recognize 
when an aspirational goal is truly from your heart or it's just from your ego. This is how business will challenge you to expand your spiritual capacity, to expand how you think, how you feel, how you deal with what you feel, how you relate to other people, how you relate to money, how you relate to success, what you do or don't make that mean about you, how you relate to failure and what you do and don't make that mean about you, how you find the balance between surrendering to Allah subhanahu wa plan and giving everything your best, doing everything with ihsan and staying consistent and keep and, and continuing to go on the path even when it looks like it's not working out surrendering to how things are working out, but at the same time, practicing discernment, practicing discernment in terms of what's my next steps. Maybe I should could tweak something. Maybe I could try something different. This is how business will expand you. That's if you choose to do business as a spiritual experience. And I highly recommend it. That's how I have run Live Inspired, alhamdulillah. That is how you run a business that can combine passion and profit. But it requires a very different paradigm and it requires very different skill sets. If you're just about profit, if it's just about the money, then you're not going to need that expanded capacity. You will run yourself to the ground, burn out and then just keep going and use your ego to drive you. But if you want to, lead your business and lead the people that you serve to a level of success that is within your integrity, that is heart-led, that is soul-led, that has passion and purpose, then you're going to have to integrate new skills. Doing business from a very colonized perspective and a trauma-based perspective is you hoarding everything. The minute you get some money, it's like instead of reinvesting that back into your skill set and using that to grow yourself, you just hoard it. One of the things that I am tremendously grateful for, alhamdulillah, is that right from the start of my business, I prioritized continued investment into mentorship and into my own emotional intelligence and self-development skills. My healing work and growth work happened in parallel. It happened in tandem with the growth of my business. And that is something I am deeply grateful for because it has meant that I do not personalize the successes and I do not personalize the failures. I'm not saying I don't feel them. Alhamdulillah, I can celebrate the successes. And yes, I have to process the grief and the fear and all that comes with failures. But I understand and I embody the fact that I am not just doing this for my ego. Doesn't mean my ego won't show up, it does. All of our egos do. But it's deeper than that for me. And it has allowed me to use inspiration and intuition in every decision I make in this business. And that is really what's going to take you to your next level. If you are looking for a clear-cut blueprint of for your business, you should do step one and then step two and step three and step four. And that's going to lead to more and more success. First of all, I think it's you could try that. <laughs> <laughs> but chances are it doesn't quite work out that way because it's not just about having the perfect strategy. That strategy is not preparing you for the emotional stuff that comes up. 
the self-questioning, the, the, the internal turmoil that can come with building a business. Building a business tests you in every single way. It tests your biases. It tests your values. It shakes you to your core and asks you, why are you doing this? Who are you doing this for? How do you, who do you plan on becoming through this process? That is what I mean when I say business is a spiritual experience. And if you are following somebody else's blueprint, maybe you will get their results, but you're not being a pioneer. And what we've been speaking about over the past couple of days is you carving a path that is using you, where Allah is using you as an instrument for bringing something into the world. Your business is of service. Your business is about doing something bigger in the world, no matter what that is, right? So when you want unreasonable results and you're following someone's blueprint that's based on either a colonized way of doing things or it's based on very like average results, then you're going to get that. Your ego will feel very safe because it feels like, oh no, somebody else, somebody else gave me the authority and they gave me all the things. But you're going to be pretty limited in that. Get clear on your vision. Get clear on your vision for your business, for your life, for your marriage, for your relationships for 2024. What are you asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for? What is the dua that you are making to Allah? Are you asking for another income goal? Are you asking for growth in a certain way? What is it that you truly desire? Get clear on that. Do you really want it? Or is it something that you think you should want because you think everyone, because everyone else says that it's a success marker? So first and foremost, get clear. What is it that you want in 2024? And then number two, what, how are you going to bridge that gap? How are you going to bridge that gap between where you are right now and where you say you want to be, where you are asking Allah to take you? The example I can use is you can make dua all day, every day for Allah to give you an apple tree in your backyard. Make that dua every day. But if you have not taken the time to go and plant the apple tree, can you really legitimately expect an apple tree to grow there? You can't. But when you plant the apple tree and then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, Make this tree grow. Guide me to really take care of this great tree. And every day you tend to the tree. You get yourself acquainted to what it takes to grow that apple tree. You strategically plant it in the right way for the right amount of sunlight. You make sure that it is watered well, that the soil is nurtured, that you're taking care of it. You nurture this plant and you keep asking Allah in tandem. So you do your bit and you keep asking Allah then you can expect that Allah is going to give you this amazing tree. But just asking Allah for the tree and not making a plan about how to bridge the gap, even if you don't know all the steps, but at least trying out the first few steps, how, how do you expect it to happen if you don't do your part? So how are you going to bridge that gap between where you are and where you want to be? If you do the same things that you have always done, You've go, you're going to get what you've always got, always had. <laughs> it's really nature. You can't, or, you know, there's that saying, what got you here won't get you there. So whatever that next level you are working towards, make the dua, make that bold, audacious dua 
and then bridge the gap and then think, what do I need to upskill? What do I need to add in? What kind of support do I need to invest in in order to get there? Because like I mentioned yesterday, we live in echo chambers. If you're following the advice of everyone else around you, guess what? They're thinking like you and they're acting like you. You're going to get the same, same, same continually. But if you want something vastly different, you're going to have to take vastly different actions. You're going to have to implement vastly different skills. You're going to have to effectively become the version of yourself who can embody that new level, who has normalized that new level. I have an entire phase two dedicated in my Honor Your Emotions program that is all about expanding your capacity to feel whatever you need to feel when you are doing a big upgrade. Because yes, when you do any kind of big upgrade, when you're moving towards any big goal, big emotions are going to come up. Big goals, big action creates big emotions. And it forces you to expand. And it, when you don't have the resources and you don't have the know-how, that is when you usually give up and say, oh, this is not for me. And the self-sabotage comes in. But when you have that support and the skills, you are expanded. You are able to go there. Those of you who have joined Boundaries Evolution the next round or next year, I am so excited for you because you will be continually expanded through that container for that next level. You're not just saying conceptually, oh, I would love to achieve this goal and that goal. No, you've committed. You said, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do the process. I'm willing to do the internal work. I'm willing to be emotionally somatically and spiritually expanded to receive that thing that I am paying for. You're taking the action. You're asking Allah and you're taking the action. So I'm so excited for you because we go deep in boundaries evolution and you are deeply supported and facilitated and mentored through that container. And that's where you get to bridge that gap beautifully. And then some of you have joined my mastermind for next year because you've already done boundaries evolution and integrated all of that. You're like, now I'm ready for really collapsing time, accelerated results, alhamdulillah. And I'll be introducing the Baraka room, which is an exceptional. When you see it, you are just going to be bowled over. What steps will you be taking? Get clear on the vision, make the dua, and then what are the steps? How are you going to get there? What is the action that you are willing to take on your part to make that a reality? To embody the version of you who can hold space for that, who has normalized that. Business is a spiritual experience and so is marriage and so is parenting. It doesn't have to be. It isn't for everyone. Not everyone does business or marriage like a spiritual experience. But if you want to do it in a heart-led way, you have to connect to your heart. And then it becomes spiritual. As a Muslim, as someone who wants to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who wants to do these things as a form of ibadah, if you want to make your marriage or your parenting or your business a form of ibadah, then it becomes a spiritual exercise. All of it does. It's going to challenge you and it's going to expand you. The question is, are you going to show up for that? Are you going to show up for that? I'll leave you with that question. Whatever your best takeaway was from today's live, make sure 
you go onto Instagram, you click on me at liveinspire.za, come and search for me and send me a DM. I read every single one and I respond to every single one, alhamdulillah. Tell me what your best takeaway from today's live was. I want to know from you guys. I have been so inspired and I have loved reading all of your messages so far. Make sure you do this. I really mean it. I want you to come. I want, I'm holding you accountable. I'm holding you accountable. You decided to be part of this nine-day wealth wisdom experience, the spiritual millionaire series for a reason. So I'm holding you accountable. Come and tell me what your best takeaway was. Have a beautiful rest of your evening or rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. I'm sending you so much love and du'as. I will see you tomorrow, inshallah.